0: Tuttle. yeah, future, yeah, yeah, yeah Astronaut, kicking flavor, St. Laurent, watch how I walk, watch how I walk Let this paper be the reason why we talk, yeah. Ain't no favors, they gon' outline you and Chuck You the biggest, biggest hater of all. what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? How's everybody doing out there? This is Sunny D and you are now listening to the YFYI podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope this finds you exactly where you need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part ...of the YFYI Podcast. This is the place where you come to get your mind right, get your money right, get your learn on... ...so you know what you need to do then is get your earn on. And I'm happy that you're here. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. If you're a new listener, if you've never been on the podcast, to the podcast, found the podcast before... Welcome aboard. Welcome to the podcast. This podcast goes in conjunction with YFYI, the book. If you don't have your copy of the book, you can get yourself a copy at yourfirstyearin.com, where not only I'm proud to report you can pick up a copy of YFYI, the first edition for stylists, but you can also, you can also, listen closely, you can also pick up a copy of Y-F-Y-I, your first year in salon ownership. Yes, it's official, it's here, it's out, it's ready, it's rocking and rolling. I got a copy right here in my hands. Super excited to finally get that where it needs to be. You know, we've had a lot of things going on at the Salon 1.0. You guys that have been listening for a while, you know the podcast. This is a side hustle. This is not my full-time gig. But why do I do it? <clears throat> why do I do it? Because I realize, just like when I was you know, coming out of school, when I was coming online, when I was coming into the business world, there were lots of things that I needed to learn. There were lots of questions that I had. There were lots of things that I knew that I didn't know when I got out of school or knew that I didn't know when I was starting my first salon, knew that I didn't know and needed to find information, needed help, needed guidance in discovering how to make my way. So that's why I started the podcast, that's why I write books, that's why I do this. But yes, definitely a side hustle, not my main gig. How do you find time? We're going to talk about that today. How do you find time to get it all in? Now you know how many hours are in a day. There's 24 hours in a day. You know that within those 24 hours, you've got to do certain critical things, right? You've got certain critical things that need to be done. They're, they're called requisites. I'll call them requisites for living. And we'll talk about some of those. But then how do you get everything else done? How do you get everything else done? How do, how can, what tools can you use? What's at your disposal? So we're going to talk about some of those things today. Uh, Just for you guys that are, are new, you know, this podcast, I touch on a lot of things from business inside, outside, what's going on in my business. I'm still learning, guys. Every single day, just like you guys are out there, I'm still learning, I'm still growing, I'm still trying, I'm still fighting. Every single day, it's not easy. Every single day, it's not perfect. Every single day... There's going to be a trial, a tribulation. Something's going to break. Something's going to blow up. Somebody's going to get hired that's amazing. Somebody's going to quit that may have been amazing. You're going to find out things you didn't want to know. Every single day, you're going to get faced with adversity as long as you're on this side of the dirt. Now, once you're under the ground, once you're buried, once you're six feet deep and you're pushing up daisies, then maybe things will get a little bit easier but as long as you are on the side of the dirt i'm here to tell you i haven't been around this planet that long you know maybe uh, i'm going to i'm going to be around another 100 years you know maybe a couple hundred years just depends with the way medicine and technology is going maybe 2 300 years in this form but i'll tell you as long as i've been around i'll tell you one thing has been for sure it's been hard one thing for sure as long as i've been around one thing for sure It's been a challenge. I'll tell you what, as long as I've been around, as long, as long, as long as I've been around, I'll tell you what, it's been difficult. I'll tell you what, as long as I've been around, it ain't been easy, it ain't been easy but I'll tell you what, as long as I've been around, looking back, looking forward, and looking now, I wouldn't have it any other way and why should you? Why should you want it any other way? You know, there's a, there's a saying out there, if it was easy, everyone would do it. So when you think about easy, who wants the easy route? For those of you guys, you follow me on Instagram, you know I do a lot of the pro tip cards. That's something new I'm kind of doing, but a lot of the quote cards with just sayings. And if it was easy, everybody would do it. I don't know how true that is, though. Because there's lots of things that are easy to some, but they're difficult to others. There's lots of things. If it were easy, I think if it was worth it, everybody would do it. Now, what makes it worth it to you? You guys know if you're listening to me, one of the big things that I do for myself, one of the big things that I do with my company is a goal-setting workshop. We do this at the beginning of every year where we get together and we go through a step-by-step way to set goals, set targets. If you don't have targets, if you don't have goals, if you don't have things in your sight line, If you don't have things that you're aiming for, things that you're zeroed in on, things that you can say, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, then it's only gonna be a matter of time, guys, before you give up. But that doesn't take away the fact that there's still only 24 hours in a day, so how do you get it all done? How do you get it all done? So I'm gonna give you a few things, a few tips, a few ideas today as you're looking at the next maybe 24 hours, the next maybe 48 hours, the next maybe 72 hours, next one, one two or three days. We're not going to go deep, we're not going to go far, but one, two or three days. What could you actually get done in a day if you got serious? Now, I'm not talking about, you know, yeah, I'm going to turn it on or you're feeling good. Not the day that, you know, you're feeling good and all of a sudden you, you have a great day and You get so much done and you feel super productive. Those days are going to come. Those are gimmies. Those days are going to come. Those days will be related to the quality of the food you ate the day before, gave you the energy you had, the workout you had that morning, the great sex you had last night with your lover. Those days will come. But what about the other days? What about the other days when you still want to get from, you still want to get from, and not get through the day you're still trying to get from the day not through the day what about those other days so i want to give you a couple of tips you know as a visionary the big thing that i always talk about is you know having that vision being able to look down the road being able to look out you know we do goal setting and do the workshop we start with 10 years out you know we go way out there we we start talking about 10 years and that's where I try to get everyone to really open up their mind. And if you guys have read you know, YFY for stylists, then you know there's a, uh, a short exercise that I do to get people to think out that far in the goal setting chapter. And then there's the step by step to follow up with that, what areas to focus on. But when you're talking about the long range, when you're talking about the long range, like the sight that you need To be able to see 10 years out. Now, why do we go 10 years out? Why not five? Why not four? Why not three? Why not two? When we're talking long range, what we're doing there, the reason that we go that far out, the reason that I'm going out 10 years is so I can get your mind to let go of all the short-sighted challenges, the things that are right in front of you, the things that are holding you back right at that moment. That's why we go 10 years out and we start goal setting. Once you get that far out, those things that are right in front of you, those things that are bothering you, like right now, those things that are bothering you, like those aches, those pains, those little itches that you have right now, those things will go away if you can get out 10 years. And then we start reeling back. We start reeling back, like what are the things you want to hit at 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Why do we go that far out? When you think about short-sightedness, when you think about things that could stop you, those are those are the bigger glasses that you're gonna need. Because there's always gonna be inside 2020 vision, right? You might wind that down to another site, you might wind that down to another site, you might wind that down to another site. You're gonna need, you know, vision. So to get your eyes big enough, that's why we go that far out. So that's the first thing. Take your, take your vision, take your sight, and go really wide and go really far out, and then we can start to bring it in. Because all of that stuff, it's just like when you're when you're driving in your car and your windshield is if you started to focus on the specs on your windshield, you know, you got a couple of bugs that got smashed on there, and you know, you start, if you keep focusing on all that stuff that's right in front of your face, what's gonna happen? All of the sudden, the thing that was way far out there, that car that was way far out, that you didn't have your eyes on, all of a sudden, that car, what did it do? That car came flying at you. Or did you go flying at it? You don't know, but next thing you know, you were slamming on your brakes. Because you're about to be sitting in their back seat. Now what happens? Then you recover, you get a glimpse of the big picture. So that's why the first thing you want to do is you want to get go far-sighted. So then you can start to get short-sighted. You don't want to start short-sighted. You got to get far-sighted, then you can start to get short-sighted. So when you're trying to get, when you look at, okay, well, how am I gonna get all this done in one day? Trust me, every single day I have that question. Because every single day, things are accumulating. Things are adding up. Every single day, I've got more to do. But every single day, I know I may not complete that entire list. Some days, you know, I wake up, I'll be like, all right, this is the day. I got this, I got that. You know, go over everything. Boom, looks great. It's 7 a.m. It's 8 a.m. By 8.30... The whole day took a left turn. All of those things, those 10 things that I was thinking about in the morning, yes, I got it going on, put them down, was ready to go. But all of a sudden, a bomb went off at 8.30. And the whole day got wiped in. Before you know it, you look up, it's now 6.30 and you're thinking to yourself, damn, I still got all this shit to do. Damn, did you get anything done? Did you feel accomplished? And it's days like that that we're that that I'm talking about with you guys is days like that that are always the mysteries. Those aren't the gimme days. Those aren't the days when you know you're feeling, you know, hot and to trot and everything was working out. Those are the days those are the days that I actually live for. Because I want to know, how do I recover from those? And how do I now you know as the saying goes, how do I now get 5 pounds of sugar you know into a 3 pound bag? How do I get 10 pounds of sugar into a five-pound bag? How do I get all that I got that's going to overflow, that's going to hurt to get it in there? How do I get it all in? How do I get it all in? So that's the first thing I want you to think about, the far-sighted to get short-sighted. Next thing is what is the priority, right? If everything on your list except one thing, everything on your list except one thing had to be pushed to the wayside, what would the one thing be? You know, that's something, you know, there's a there's a book out there. It's actually, the title of the book is called The One Thing. And it talks a lot about that. I definitely recommend you guys check that out. Look up, it's just one thing. And it talks about things like that, thinking about like if everything got pushed and there was only one thing, well, what would it be? And there's another book out there, you know, when it comes to, because this is about, this is productivity, right? You know, I know, I know, for you know, for me, being productive doesn't mean that I got a lot of things done. Being productive means that I got the things that needed to get done done, the main things that needed to get done done. You know, and and Stephen Covey, doctor Stephen Covey, he wrote this book. It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in that book, one of the one of the things he talked about was kind of this this prioritizing quadrant. He would take things and he would put them on. A piece of paper. You take a piece of paper, you draw a big T on it, and you look at these different quadrants. And he would say, you know, what things are, you know, not important and not urgent, those things would go in one thing. And he would say, what things are, you know, important but not urgent, those things would go in another thing. And then he'd say, what things are urgent but not important, and then they would go in one thing. And then he had one quad, one quad that would say urgent and important. And if there were 10 things, what he normally would find out was that out of those 10 things, there was usually maybe one thing, if that, if even one thing that actually ended up in the box, urgent and important. And that's the thing he would focus on. So if you want to think about productivity, take your long ass list you got, we all got them. A laundry, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. Write them all down on your list. And then do the quadrants. Do the quadrants. Because you look at that long list, it's overwhelming. Just like when we, you know, that the first thing, getting far sighted, But getting the eyes big is good. So you can gather it all in. Because that also is going to take away some of that overwhelmed feeling. You know, there's this little, there's this little, uh, this theory out there, it's called anxiety, right? You know, and and I call it a theory because it's like, what actually is it? Can you touch it? Can you see it? Oh, but no, it's real. You can feel it. But what is it? You know, what it is, it's when you start to worry about, and this is, I mean, this is what I think, you know, with my PhD that I don't have. What it is, is when you start to worry about things that you have no control over. And you start to let your mind... And the wheels of your mind start to turn and churn, and they start to go to work to create all these like hypothetical situations and scenarios, and it becomes overwhelming. And people literally have, have attacks, and they get short breath, they, their palms start to sweat. I felt some of those feelings before. Those are actually physical manifestations, but what's happening is the mind starts to, well, what if this, and then, and then what if that? You know, things that happen, you know, money is a huge one, right? I've never been married, but we know that the divorce rate in America, 50% of marriages end in divorce. Number one reason, I thought it was going to be infidelity, right? But it's not, it's money. And I mean, you could look at, how many celebrities do you guys know that have stayed with, the the husband stay with the wife or the wife stay with the husband, whatever it is, because you why? Because the money was there, even after they got caught red-handed doing this, doing that. But the money was right. They they're like staying, but let, let how many you know? They don't report it as much. But when so and so's career went up in smoke and they went broke, away went their Mister or Mrs. whoever. Because money is one of the biggest stressors. So that's a big one. You know, people start thinking about money and they're like, oh my god. And then I got this bill. Well, what if I'm not able to pay that? Well, what if I don't make? What if those, you know, those clients don't pay their bills? What if I don't? What if I? What if I don't do this? What if there's not enough week at the end of the at the end of the time at the end of the week or month at the end of the money? The money runs out before the month runs out. What if? What if? What if? And you know, T D Jakes, one of my favorite sayings is T D Jakes, he said, if you got a problem that man or money can solve, you ain't got no problem. And I always think about that. I always think about that as a business owner. And for you guys that are not don't think you're a business owner yet, you're you are. You are a business owner. You might be working in the in the confines of another company, but you know, and I talk about this a lot. You are a small business owner. You're building a business, you're developing a business. You're an intrapreneur, what's known as an intrapreneur. You're not you don't have your complete neck out on the line maybe, but you still are an entrepreneur. You're building a business within a business. Do you know that the actual entrepreneur that's actually who's founded or started that business, whoever it is, even if you don't even know them, you work in a big chain corporation, you don't even know who's at the top, right? Do you know if you feel that kind of pressure, times that by 100, maybe 10, maybe, depending on how big the company is, maybe 1,000 times. That's what they live with. And why do you see? Why do you think CEOs around, you know, around the country, their their hearts are, you know, founders are popping out of their chest? You guys watching what happened with uh, Congress this past couple of weeks? When you have Marky Mark Zuckerberg sitting up there, testifying in front of Congress, they're grilling him. You know, these guys, like he's he's a third of like most of their ages, and he's sitting there. He's on top of this. He didn't know. He said, "I had no idea, Senator." I had no idea. He's like, we started this thing. We wanted to connect some people around college. Next thing you know, he's 33 years old, sitting on top of a $40 billion business. And they're grilling him, asking him question. out have a question. You, you don't think he had those feelings? You could see it. He was sweating like he was diffusing a bomb sitting in that chair. So that's, that's, that's the kind of pressure, though. So as you're building your business... What would it mean to you if you could create some of that artificial pressure around you? Because then that's going to take away those, those little dots that you're focusing on on the windshield. It's going to take away some of those. So that's why we go big first, far sighted to get short-sighted. The second thing, as you're coming back in, as you're starting to wind it back in, right? Thinking about how do I create a priority list that actually matters? So looking at important but not urgent. Urgent, not important. Not important, not urgent. Right? Even, even right now, you know, we just said what happened. What happened recently? You know what happened? Everyone's freaking out. Oh no, the ta- what was it? Tax deadline? Dun dun dun. So here's the thing, right? Tax deadline starts coming, people start panicking. They that theory starts kicking in. Oh my God! People are under the impression that like if they don't file their taxes by April fifteenth or whatever the date is. That like a guy in a, in a pinstripe suit might come up to their house and take them away. Like, so here's the thing. Is that artificial? Is that artificial intelligence? What happened? Just like Y2K, what happened? Everyone was panicking. They had the, the center set up around different cities. You know, Y2K planning center. Because when the, when the world, they had this whole theory about when the world turns from 1999 to 2000. The computers would think it was 1900 again and all the computers would crash. Electro- electricity, gas, everything was going down. They had the Y2K bug. It's real. It's real. So what happened? People literally braced themselves at midnight. And then what happened? Nothing. So was that urgent or important? Well, they had that in urgent and important. That's the quadrant that the world put that in. And that's a quadrant that a lot of us put a lot of things in, and that is what's killing our productivity. So if you're serious about this, think about it. The tax deadline was that urgent and important? No. Was it important? Yes. But was it urgent? No. Was anybody going to come knock on your door and take you away? I'm not telling. Listen, I'm not in I'm telling you how to do your thing. Taxes, you know, don't. Don't don't file late and then start coming back to the... I'm I'm doing a podcast and I'm talking to you about prioritizing. I'm talking to you about the sense of what is urgent and important. So where would that fit on your quadrant? Maybe you put it in important. Maybe you put it in important but not urgent. That's probably where I'd file it. That's probably where I'd file it. So that's a, that's going to be another a little hack. So you're thinking far sighted to get short sighted. You're thinking prioritizing. If nine things out of the ten things that I said, I like, oh man, I got to get this done. I could not, no way, in hell, not even a chance that it's getting done. Where would you be if one of those things was all you could get done? What would that one thing be? So that's going to be that's going to be the the next piece of that. And then the final, the final piece of that is now that I know what that is, look at the actual time that you have. Look at the actual time that you have because what I found out, and I've tested this with my team, I've tested it with myself, I've tested it with you guys that interact with me on the inner webs. You know, they hit me up, you're like, oh, I want to do the 90 day challenge. Right, the 90-day challenge. So the 90-day challenge. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but basically, it's getting hitting up 10 prospects, 10 contacts, 10 potential leads a day, and doing that for 90 days. You know, if you just, I mean, do the, the pure uh, math on it, you know, you're you're talking 200, 300. I mean, hits. And then if you do the pure math on that, if you're doing it 10, and even if you if you did it 10. Even for 30 days, you got 300. You do it for another 30. We'll just say thirties every day. Every month is 30. You got another 300. At 600, you got 900 hits. And then you just take the math on that. If you took the math of 10%, right? Even Even less. 90 people, 80 people actually bought what you sold them, meaning they decided they want to do business with you. You'd have built half of a business to make $100,000 a year. If you're doing it using things like KPIs, using things like we talk about, you only need about 200 guests. Most people are working on 300, 400 guests and they're making $40,000, $60,000 a year. You could actually build half a business in 90 days if you did that. Why won't people do it? 10 people a day? You could literally wake up at noon, go to bed at 8 p.m., and trip over 10 people a day if... like. You know, I'm I'm in an apartment complex right now. I literally, doing this podcast, the last 25 minutes have seen 10 people. And I haven't even left the apartment. Why don't people do it? Oh, there's no time. Oh, my God. You know, I got so much to do. Oh, my God. All of them. So is it urgent or is it important? Well, I don't know. What do I need? What do I need to do that for? Why would I want to build my business that fast? You know, what do I want to get? So that's the last piece that you gotta answer. If I, if I get this one thing done, what does it mean to me? What does it mean to my family? What if you got some little snotty-nosed kids running around? What does it mean to them? What if, what if you got other obligations? What does it mean? Because if you don't if there's no meaning, I mean, what's your incentive? You'll punt it. Right? If there's no meaning, you'll punt it. So you have to give it meaning. And that little bit right there, just even attaching a meaning to it, that actually could help you decide. You might have to reverse engineer this whole process and look at your list. If I get this done, what does that mean to me? Eh, if I don't get it done, what does it mean? Am I out of a job? Oh, maybe that's urgent. Maybe that's important. Am I out of a house? Oh, maybe that's urgent. Maybe that's important. When you got a pink slip on your door, that might be urgent. That might be important. So what does it mean to me? And when you start going through this, maybe you reverse engineer it and find out maybe eight of those things are important but they're not really urgent. One or two things are urgent but they're not really important. You know, three, maybe three four of them are probably, I'm telling you, you'll be surprised, probably 60, 70% of the things on your list are not important and not urgent. They're nice to do, it'd be great to do, but they're not an urgent, not important they will become like physicality. That's a big one. Those things, think about it. Going back to the CEOs, those CEOs are the hearts that blow up in their chest. The reason their hearts blow up in their chest is because, yeah, they're putting in the 90 hours a week, but there's 168. Then they're sleeping, you know, five hours a night. All right. Five times seven, that's 35. So now they're up to what? One twenty-five. All right. Great. What do they got left? 40, 43 hours left. 43 hours left, but they can't find their way to the gym, they can't find their way to get their heart rate above 160 at least one time a week, they can't find their way to eat, you know, a salad or two or three a week, and the reason their hearts are blown up in their chest is because they're dying from cardiac arrest. They got 40 hours. I don't care if you're working 90 hours a week, because when it becomes urgent, it becomes important is when they go, they have that first stroke, they have that first heart attack, and the doctor says, listen... If you don't make these changes right now, the next one will be the big one and it'll kill you. Then it goes from important, not urgent, all of a sudden it flies all the way to the important urgent. You don't have to wait though. If you start looking at your list right now, you know, a lot of you guys, as you've been listening to the podcast, you know, you start talking to me different than when you first start talking to me. I start hearing you guys and you're like, not even the same person. You know, if you work, if you come around me, I'll tell you what you're not going to be the same person because I'm—I don't—I don't—I'm not the same person. I actually woke up this morning and I'm different now, and it's the day's not even over yet because I've heard things, I've seen things, I've had experiences today that are autom- automatically the experiences, interactions I've had already changed the my my thought, the process, and some people like that. You know, you, I'm around people, oh, I don't like, you're not the same, I don't like you anymore. You, you know, you, you think differently now. I prepared my company this year. I, at the beginning of the year, the first training I told them after we did a little uh, update on what's happening, I said, here's the deal. This, this year is going to be the biggest year of change. And we, even preparing people for the change, we got to see change start occurring within a week. People got freaked out. They said, no, we don't want to change. Things aren't how they used to be. You know, things aren't, You know, remember when it used to be? Things aren't like that anymore. Well, thank God, because that means we're not stale and stagnant. So when you start thinking about productivity, when you start thinking about how can I get more done, and is it more or is it quality, what does it mean to me, and you start thinking about farsighted, getting farsighted so you can get short-sighted. when you start thinking about what actually is urgent and important, if I could only get one thing done today, what would that one thing be? Those questions right there will keep you up at night. Those questions right there will keep you up at night if you get serious about it. And that's, that's the productivity hack. And that's what I've been using some days it doesn't even look like I'm moving. Some days it doesn't even look like I'm moving at all because I'm only really working on that one thing. And I don't, I don't beat myself up. I don't oh you're you know you suck. You only got one thing done today because I got the right thing done. So thinking about that productivity. At the end of the week, you had seven big problems you were trying to solve. You know sometimes it takes even longer than a day to to get one thing done. And then. You could push some of the other stuff around, reorganize it, and then come back to it. So I want you guys to think about that as you're going through the rest of this week, as you're going into next week, as you're going into this, your fresh quarter now, taxes are out of the way. Uh, What's the next thing that we got to worry about? I don't know. There's nothing coming for a while. So you got Easter's out of the way. Taxes are out of the way. First quarter is gone. You got a fresh quarter the middle of April, April 19th. Oh, what do we got to worry about next? There's nothing. I don't think we got anything. Coming up on May. Got June. I don't know. I think there's like a Mother's Day somewhere in there. There's a Father's Day somewhere in there. Oh. After that, what's coming up? June, July, 4th of July. So there's, so you got some open, you got some open territory right now. You got some open territory right now. Start putting down, making your list. Making your list clear off your desk. Look at your look at your quadrants. Figure out what that thing is, and that's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna get the most out of it. Twenty four hours. I've been talking a lot about time lately. I think what happens is, as you know, you kind of as you grow in your years, right? It seems like everything is speeding up, and I don't know that that's true, right? I don't know that it's true. I don't know everything about time but as far as I can tell 24 hours is still 24 hours you know but why does it seem like that is that anxiety is that the theory I got so much to do and so little time something to think about we'll talk more about that later but I'll tell you what I think it what happens is it doesn't speed up I think that's our little mind going to work for us. That's our mind looking at the bugs on the windshield. That's our mind focusing on that little speck and then trying to get that off the windshield while we miss everything all of a sudden that's coming at us and all of a sudden it looks like that stuff is coming at us when we're actually going towards it. That's the farsightedness. That's what's gonna keep you sane. That's what's gonna keep you working this 24 hours like you own them. That's what's going to keep you working your 168, like you own it, and that's what's going to keep you from having that feeling and letting your mind go to work and creating things and creating solutions to problems you don't even have. So I hope this productivity chat hack tips help you guys as you're continuing your journey through today. Uh, Super excited. I'll be out on the road, I think, next week. I want to say Miami. If you're in Miami, I'll be... Coming through with a little YFYI. It'll be a good time. If you're down there, you want to come check out what YFYI is all about in the Line area at Paul Mitchell, the School Miami. Be down there after that. I've got a couple more dates we're working on. Stay tuned for some of that. Uh, keep the messages coming in and all of you guys that are super excited about getting your copy of YFYI Salon Ownership be checking your mailbox in the next few days it's on its way with some extra goodies my way to say sorry for the wait you know Weezy's made us wait for like five years he hasn't put out this album so I made you guys wait a couple months and I do apologize but it just wasn't right you know I'm not gonna you guys aren't gonna get a product that's half baked half cooked Uh, so I'm, I'm happy with what we've got and I'm already the wheels are already turning so you know what that means Another one. So stay tuned. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the road. Looking forward to some upcoming events we got, YFY podcast style, some interviews that are going to be coming up. Also, uh, the studio, you know, still under construction. I'm excited to get in there. You know, we're going to be doing video. We've got stop motion going on. We've got video content being created. We've got tutorials. we got our team. They've been rehearsing, getting ready for the big stage. We've got product. We've got information. We've got all kinds of cool stuff that's going to be coming out of there. So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for the next YFYI podcast. Thanks for being here. Make sure you go to yourfirstyearin.com. Grab yourself a copy of either of the YFYI books, either for stylists or for salon owners. And hit me up when you get that with the hashtag YFYI. See you on the internet. See you on the interwebs. Until next time, remember, this is where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. no ain't no